Enjoy the weekend-long live entertainment, and from the town's parade to the carnival to the 5K race to the many vendors delighting you with flavors of local food, arts, and crafts, November 3rd, 4th, and 5th at the Harvest Festival on Fulce River, New Roads, Louisiana. More info and directions at facebook.com forward slash New Roads LA or at harvestfestivalnewroads.com. The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio LLC. It's time to join Huck and Dave for one hour of educational news and conversation. They will discuss the current events that you are not going to hear on the mainstream media. The left wants to silence our free speech and take away our liberties. Huck and Dave want to open up the lines of communication and allow you, our listeners, to speak about what America wants. Call Huck and Dave for open discussions at 504-556-9696 or you can reach them at Liberty or Lockdown.live. Now, let's go live and direct to Huck and Dave for Liberty or Lockdown. Welcome back to Liberty or Lockdown. This is Huck. And there's Dave over here. <laughs> yes, and Dave is feeling better every week. You can see Dave lost a lot of weight, but he's looking good. Well, I'm hoping to lose some more and look even gooder. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you've not returned back to uh, substituting, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, I was the whole first quarter I was substituting every day. As a regular teacher, writing lesson plans, tests, and so forth, and I told the principal I would give her the first quarter. I actually had to stop one day early because I just sort of collapsed and went to the hospital. Mm. But now I'm subbing about one day a week where it's not on me to do the lessons and all of that. I'm just basically babysitting. The teacher that I sub for is fantastic. She's got her students really well trained, so they know exactly what to do. Excellent. Excellent. So, well, I'm glad you're feeling better, Dave. Uh, you know, keep on going in that direction. We have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of news right now. There's always a lot of news. There's so much. The the news is so fluid. It, it never stops. It just keeps on going every day. It's new, new dramas, uh, uh, new crises every day. Well, you know, we've talked about our new Speaker of the House of Representatives, a guy that you and I are crazy crazy about. Yes. Um, Johnson. and Mike Johnson. It was so weird, so funny, but so weird to see that he was criticized in a publication called The Daily Beast mm. because he's not rich enough. <laughs> what? He, do, he doesn't understand what it takes to deal with high finance. This guy's been... In politics for a few years, he's only been in the House of Representatives for, I think, what, seven or eight years or something like that. But as a Christian, I'm thrilled that we have a guy that's an evangelical Christian, and he's very staunch in his conservative principles, and he's not going to back down. So they don't like it. He's and not Adam, rich he's enough. He's a nice guy. Yeah. In person, he's a, he's a nice guy. It'd be nice if one day we can get him on So there. he's not rich enough. Are you trying to say that he's not pay to play? I guess that must be what it means. And they checked into his accounts, and there's not millions tucked away in there because... No, uh, he, he only has a few thousand dollars in savings. That's that's unbelievable that they're even able to know what's in his savings. Yeah, really. That's scary. It's really hmm. none of their business. <laughs> anyway, so, well, we do have a few possible candidates for Speaker of the House here in Louisiana. Um and uh, this is uh, thanks to Susie Labrie with Louisiana Sunshine. Thank you so much for this information. Rep. Philip de Villiers. Is that how you say it? I, de Villiers. De, de Villiers from Eunice. Uh, Daryl uh, Desch, Deschatel. He's a Republican from Marksville. Jack. Desotel. Desotel from Marksville. Jack McFarland. Farland, Republican from Jonesboro, Tony uh, Basala of Prairieville, uh, Julie Emerson, and then Brett Gayman of Lake Charles. And these are all candidates for Louisiana Speaker of the House? That's correct. Mm -hmm. But um, one of the notes that uh, Susie Lipri, who who's very aware and watches 
uh, what's going on concerning the film industry as well, which I appreciate. Many of us who uh, family work in the film industry here and make a living off the film industry, it's important that we pay attention to those tax credits because we saw what Bobby Jindal did before he exited. Hmm. Uh, she says, please do not let Philip de Villiers become speaker. He's one of the opponents in the legislators of being against the film industry tax credits since day one. And he's always, uh, he's just against it. He, he'll make sure that it won't pass. When he sees her, he's, he reminds her all the time that he's against the, the tax credits. And the tax credits help the film industry. And if you remember when Jindal cut those tax credits, we almost lost the film industry here. Most of it, or maybe half of it, went to Atlanta. And we lost a lot. I remember when that happened. So, first, why is the Speaker of the House important? What does he mean, Speaker? Well, doesn't he uh, direct the questions and right. answers? And This is the person that gets to speak first. That's right. And also determines who gets to speak next and then and then and then. He keeps everything in order. Yeah, both in the U.S. House of Representatives as well as the Louisiana House of Representatives. So the speaker is an incredibly important position. Financial things always come from the lower house, not the Senate, but the House of Representatives. So the speaker is going to be the one that determines what can hit the floor and what can't. And if you recall, we've been under Rhino Speaker Clay Schecksnyder for the last uh, several years. And a lot of the bills, good bills, or school choice bills, were dismissed or killed uh, before they even came out of committee. Where did Schecksnyder go? He lost the Secretary of State race. Okay. And he is he's still the House leader until we you know we rule, we vote in a new one. So how does a person become the Speaker of the House? So his name is put on a list and he's chosen by the representatives. Okay, so the House of Representatives chooses their own Speaker. That's correct. And There's and so here we're, she's she's definitely pointing out a good point. And so um, we called someone, a guy by the name of Wagaspak, who's very uh, informative regarding the tax credits and what's going on in the House and who's for it and who's against it. And uh, he says they're aware of Mr. Philip uh, de Villiers, and they are advocating that he's not going to become the Speaker of the House. So we'll see who's a better choice out of the... I was told that Emerson and uh, Gaiman... And maybe Basala um, voted nay against uh, increasing the uh, debt ceiling. Mm -hmm. And so that was good. That's in the U.S. or in Louisiana? In Louisiana, okay. yeah. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on this and see where this goes. So any idea when the vote is going to be taken for that? I don't know exactly, but I'll find out. I'll let y'all know next yeah, week. We need to get Susie back on we here do. to mm -hmm. tell us that. Okay. Speaking of getting Susie and others back on here, uh, let's remind our listeners the phone lines are open, 504-556-9696. In a few minutes, we may be opening a controversial can of worms, and some of our listeners we, may want to Call in and give their opinions. Yes, I think we will be opening up a controversial can of worms. And so we're going to keep that conversation civil. And we're going to allow people to speak on both sides. We're not going to silence your voice, but we're going to ask that you be respectful and that you speak in a respectful manner. Because we're going to be talking about Israel and Palestine and the whole Gaza thing and the terrorism and Hamas and the college students that are out there protesting for um, Iran, for Hamas. And, you know, at some point in time, I'm going to see if I can go out there and find me a college student, possibly bring them into the studio or have them call in and tell us what's in their mind. What are they thinking? And yep. why are they out there protesting? And what's really going on? I, I want to be able to uh, have an open uh, open uh, conversation with these people. All right, this is Liberty or Lockdown. We're going to go on a quick break. We'll be right back. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me 
Patriots, my name is Connie and I am a fellow Louisianian. I started an online store in 2019 exclusively selling products which are made in the USA. My site is AmericanCentralStore.com. That's AmericanCentralStore.com. The reason for this ad is that I need products. I am trying to find drop shipping merchants with Louisiana-made products that can ship directly to the customer. If you are a Louisiana merchant who makes quality products, and if you can drop ship your products directly to the customer, I would love to hear from you. The only products I cannot carry right now are clothing items, but will carry those in the future. Please visit my site at AmericanCentralStore.com. Click the Contact Us link for the phone number and email address. Thank you, Patriots. Be American. Buy American. Some people in the Louisiana legislature want to permit the teaching of critical race theory in our state. That theory says that if two babies are born today, one black baby and one white baby, that the white baby is the mean racist oppressor of the black baby. And that the black baby is the weak, incompetent victim of the white baby. Unbelievable. Those people say that the innocent white baby by his DNA is bad and racist, and the black baby by his DNA is a weak victim who can never succeed. Only a total fool would believe or accept this idiocy. Yet they want to teach this foolishness to Louisiana's young people. Please call your legislator today and raise some sand. Hey, Mimi, we're moving. Moving to Wednesdays at 5. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. And take your phone call. You can listen to us on 990 AM, WGSO, WGSO.com. And find out who's right. Of course, that's me. No, of course, that's me. I've been doing this 23 years, Mimi. Practice makes perfect. So you see, we'll have plenty to talk about on He Said, She Said. Wednesdays at 5. Right here on WGSO. When the time came, I knew I had to find a place where mom would be safe and active while still feeling independent. A place that was close to all of us and everything she needed. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Gonzales, I found Francois Ben's Senior Living. They specialize in independent and assisted living and memory care. Call 225-647-BEND for more information on our special pre-leasing offers. Francois Ben's Senior Living. Experience life as it should be. This is, we're doing our best here at Liberty or Lockdown to share with you what we see from a bit the different perspective, from a Christian perspective, and um, trying to wade our, our way through a lot of the fake news media and allow us to have open conversations about both sides and, you know, see what people have to say. Yes. So I'm looking at the whole situation in Israel from a biblical perspective. Originally, there was no nation of Israel thousands of years ago, and then God chose Abraham. I believe the Bible. If you don't believe the Bible, you're going to totally disagree with me. But God chose Abraham and said, okay, I'm going to give your descendants a whole bunch of land. Then he focused in a little later on Isaac and said, okay, you're going to get all of this. And then he focused in on Isaac's son, Jacob, Israel, and said, this is what your descendants are going to get. And it was what's called the land of Canaan, commonly called Palestine now. But it was going to be actually a lot larger than what the nation of Israel is right now. So they went in under God's direction. I believe God has a right to say who can live where. If you don't agree with that, well, you obviously don't agree with me 
about the Bible being the word of God. But Israel went into the nation, went into the land, and captured it. And they always had some local ethnic groups, one of whom was the Philistines, and that's basically who the Palestinians are. But Israel pretty much conquered the land, and then they went into idolatry, and God allowed foreign nations to come in and move some of them out. But continually, through the prophets in the Old Testament, he kept saying things that were going to happen with Israel. Now, the land separated into the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah. So the kingdom of Israel was conquered by the Assyrians and the Babylonians, and it ceased to be a nation, but Judah continued to be a nation, but yet God continued to issue prophecies through the prophets about Israel. And people said, well, that must mean that uh, Israel is only symbolic up until 1948. Well, there were people living in Israel who were of Jewish ancestry and of Arab ancestry. Not all Arabs are Muslims, by, by the way, and not all Muslims are Arabs. There's about a billion Muslims in the world, about 330 million, I believe, are of Arabic ancestry. But the hot button continues to be that little bitty, 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 bitty sliver of land over by the east of the Mediterranean Sea, which I call Israel because the United Nations calls it Israel. A number of times I've talked where I was teaching, and I've mentioned that I went to Israel, and some of the students said, it's Palestine. I said, well, my plane ticket said Israel. The United States, the United Nations said Israel. So I got off. So let me ask a question. Keep your thought. Was that before it was declared a state in? Oh, I'm not that old. No, 19 what? 47? 1948 is when Israel was officially redeclared a nation. Now go back a few hundred years. There was no nation of Syria and Lebanon and Jordan and so forth. There was the Ottoman Empire. There were Muslims, but they were based in Turkey, and it was one of the largest empires in the history of the world. There was no nation like Syria and Jordan and so forth. Just before World War I, um, the British sent a guy, you might have heard of Lawrence of Arabia, into that region of the world to try to unite the Arab nations, the Arab peoples, and drive out the Turks, who even though they're Muslims, they're of a different ethnicity. And Lawrence succeeded, and he united the Arabs, and they drove out the Turks. So England was responsible for all of this, and they told the Arab people, okay, here's the deal. We are going to give you back your land, but part of it is you have to sign off here indicating that Israel as a nation has a right to exist and will exist one of these days. They didn't set a timeline on it. That was called the Balfour Declaration. So in order to get their own territory back, all of the other lands, Lebanon, Syria, uh, Jordan, and so forth, they agreed, okay, okay, we'll acknowledge that someday there will be an Israel. That didn't happen just yet. You had the Holocaust where Hitler attempted to wipe out the Jewish people worldwide, and he did a pretty close job of doing it. So after that was over, the Jewish people were still without a home, and finally there was enough public sympathy. You may want to watch the movie Exodus where the United Nations said, all right, all right, all right, we will create a state called Israel, not Judah, Israel. Sounds like and, politics. Yeah, absolutely. And God uses politics. And in <laughs> 1948, for the first time in uh, 2,000 years or more, all of a sudden there was a vote taken at the United St uh, Nations. and as That's the Bible, alarming. And as the Bible said, will a nation be born in a day? Yes, it was. In 1948, the nation of Israel was reconstituted. Now, there were a lot of... Jewish people living there, who would call themselves Israelis, they had come in and they knew as soon as the British pull out, the British army, we're going to be attacked. And they were. But there were so many miraculous things that happened that as soon as they were attacked, they conquered extra land. And then later on, they were attacked again 
and they conquered extra land. And in the Six-Day War in the 1960s, they conquered extra land, including the city of Jerusalem. And this was the first time that Jerusalem had been in Israeli hands in 2,000 years. Um, the city of Jerusalem was conquered by the Romans, and the Jewish people rebelled against Rome, and uh, it was partially destroyed in the year 70, but they rebelled again. So would and, that be the Catholics? Uh, no, no, this is the Jews. No. So they rebelled again in about the year 135 in the Bar Kochva rebellion, and they actually defeated the Roman 10th legions. A ragtag bunch of Jews defeated the Roman 10th legion. This would be like if Honduras defeated the 82nd Airborne, you know? Rome was not amused. They sent 10 legions of soldiers saying, you go, the emperor uh, Diocletian said, you go to Jerusalem and you plow that city up so it can't even be told that there was a city. So... Yeah, they did a thorough job, and the city was invisible up until the time of Constantine, which is about 325 or so. He said, no, no, let's, the Romans had renamed it Aila Capitolina. Mm. He said, no, let's call it Jerusalem again. And so there was a Jerusalem. It was not in Jewish hands, although there were Jewish people living there and throughout that area. So for the next oh, 1,600 years or so, the Jews were there. The Arabs were there, but finally in 1948, after the Holocaust of World War II, the United Nations said, okay, okay, we're going to set up a nation called Israel in accordance with the Balfour Declaration, and that's when uh, the first war broke out, and another war, and another war, and another war. And <clears throat> at the time in 1948, there were a lot of Palestinian ethnicity people and a lot of Jewish ethnicity people in that land. And so the United Nations said, here's what we're going to offer, a two-state solution. Mm -hmm. We will have a Jewish state. We will have a Palestinian state. Well, the Mufti, that's the leader um, of the Palestinians, Mufti Haji Amin Husseini, he rejected the two-state solution. He said, no. I'm not willing to accept Jews being here at all. They have to get out. They have to be pushed back into the sea. I will not accept. So he rejected the first two-state solution. I'll tell you more after the break. All right. We'll be right back. This is Liberty to Lockdown. Patriots, my name is Connie and I am a fellow Louisianian. I started an online store in 2019 exclusively selling products which are made in the USA. My site is AmericanCentralStore.com. That's AmericanCentralStore.com. The reason for this ad is that I need products. I am trying to find drop shipping merchants with Louisiana-made products that can ship directly to the customer. If you are a Louisiana merchant who makes quality products, and if you can drop ship your products directly to the customer, I would love to hear from you. The only products I cannot carry right now are clothing items, but will carry those in the future. Please visit my site at AmericanCentralStore.com. Click the Contact Us link for the phone number and email address. Thank you, Patriots. Be American. Buy American. Chicken, chicken, chicken. Some of them old bars down in the Louisiana legislature are willing to let teachers teach our kids that all white people are inherently racist. And that Louisiana is a racist state and that America is a racist country. Them old bars are too chicken to stand up for America. They ought to be put out on the chicken farm. 
It's Jeff Cruer, host of Ringside Politics. I'd like to introduce WGSO General Manager, Mary Ann Guzman. WGSO is locally owned and operated right here in New Orleans. We believe in cultivating local talent and emphasize local programs. If you have an interest in hosting your own program, then we have some prime spots available. Thanks, Mary Ann. Folks, take advantage of this great offer. Email me at jeff at wgso.com or call me at 504-669-6076. Come fulfill your radio dreams at WGSO. Louisiana Radio Network, I'm Colleen Crane. Today's U.S. drought monitor shows Louisiana remains the epicenter for drought in the United States. State climatologist Barry Kime says 99% of Louisiana is in some stage of drought. 88% is in either extreme or exceptional drought. These are the worst two classes. Kime says since August 1st, on average, only five inches of rain have fallen across the state. Another two weeks of repairs to portions of Interstate 55 between Ponchatoula and Laplace are expected. DOTD spokesperson Rodney Mallett says crews will switch lane closures near the site of the 168-vehicle crash in St. John the Baptist Parish. Mallett says traffic will taper down to the right lane near the crash site as crews begin to repair the left lane. They have to get ready to work on the uh, current travel lane, so they have to put up safety barriers and do some striping to ensure that the traveling public is safe as well as the workers. Mallet also says they'll need to shut down a portion near the crash site for six hours this weekend. LRN. Life in Louisiana is like a run-on sentence. A poem that doesn't rhyme. Life here is a dance, a two-step, and a tango. It's sunshine and rainstorms, first kisses and last calls. It's those moments, big and small, and Blue Cross is here for it all. Life is always in motion, and sometimes it's unpredictable. That's why it's good to know you can rely on the strength of the cross and protection of the shield. Your card opens the door to a large network of top doctors to care for you. Life is messy. It's touchdowns and near misses, carnival rides, and losing your place in line. Life is happening now. So live life knowing Blue Cross has you covered for the highs and lows and everything else in between. Always there. The right card. The right care. Some people in the Louisiana legislature want to permit the teaching of critical race theory in our state. That theory says that if two babies are born today, one black baby and one white baby, that the white baby is the mean racist oppressor of the black baby and that the black baby is the weak, incompetent victim of the white baby. Unbelievable. Those people say that the innocent white baby by his DNA is bad and racist, and the black baby by his DNA is a weak victim who can never succeed. Only a total fool would believe or accept this idiocy. Yet they want to teach this foolishness to Louisiana's young people. Please call your legislator today and raise some sand. Hey, it's Christian. When it comes to buying appliances, buy where the builders buy, and that's at DTS Appliance Direct. Shop local. Don't go to the big box store when you need a new appliance. Call my friends at DTS Appliance Direct, 504-766-0738. DTS Appliance Direct has brands from GE, Cafe, Monogram, Blaze Grills, Z-Line, and many more. DTS Appliance Direct, 504-766-0738. 504-766-0738. Hey, it's Kevin Carr with your personal sneak preview invitation to join me on Sunday evening from 8 to 9 for Fat Guys at the Movies. Each week, I give you my take on the newest movies and movie news, but in a fun way. Not like those stuffy movie review snobs who take themselves way too seriously. I tell you if the new movies rock or not. Yes, it's fun for all ages with Fat Guys at the Movies. I'll see you Sunday evening at 8 on WGSO 990 AM. All right, welcome back. So that leads me to a question. You were just saying, what were you just saying? Well, I was talking about the times that the Palestinians have rejected the possibility of a two-state solution where you can have your own territory 
uh, self-governing and so forth. And the first one that rejected it was in 1947. The Mufti, the leader of the Palestinians, he rejected the two-state proposal put forth by the UN. In 1979, Israel, which had conquered a whole lot of territory, got in touch with Yasser Arafat and said, we will give you back a lot of this territory if you just quit shooting at us. Arafat rejected that. Then again, in the year 2000, the Israeli Prime Minister Ehud Barach offered again, we will give you your own state. It'll be sovereignty for you. Just quit shooting at us. And Arafat rejected it again, and he never did offer a counterproposal saying, okay, no, this is what we'll accept again instead. In 2005, Israeli Prime Minister Ariel Sharon, he said, okay, we're going to get all Israeli settlements out of the Gaza Strip, okay? So they got out of there. You know, the, the Palestinians have said no Israelis should be here. Sharon said, okay, we're going to get them all out. Just quit shooting at us, but they haven't quit shooting at them. And then two years after the Israelis got out, Hamas took power in the Gaza Strip in a coup. The Gaza Strip is a little narrow strip of land along the Mediterranean, butting on the south of Israel against Egypt. And Egypt, when Israel conquered the Gaza Strip in 1967, they told Egypt, hey, you want this back? You can have it. Egypt said, we don't want that. It was too hard to govern the people. So in June 2007, there was a coup, and Hamas, the organization that right now continues to shoot at the state of Israel, took power in the coup, and they've been launching attacks against Israel from Gaza ever since. And they generally just kind of shoot in any direction. Um, I don't think they particularly target military installations. They're just trying to terrorize Israel. So that was 2005. That was the fourth time. 2008, Ehud Olmer offered Abbas, who's the present leader, a solution, a two-state solution. You can have your own territory. We'll give a lot of this to you. And Abbas said, nope. He wanted all of the pre-1967 territory back from before the Six-Day War. And he said, we want the whole city of Jerusalem. Now, if you read your Bible in the slightest, you'll find out, no, God promised Jerusalem to the Jewish people. Now, somebody out there in Radio Land may say, no, no, no. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I believe the Bible. Jerusalem is given to, uh, to the Jewish people ever since David conquered it. Okay, so question. And, and again, forgive my ignorance, but the Jerusalem that has been named Jerusalem, once it was conquered by the Romans, well, they is that the is that the same Jerusalem in the Bible? Oh yeah, yeah. It's easy to tell where. It and is. is that the same Israel in the Bible? The people are called Israel because they're descended from Jacob, whose name was given by God as Israel. So they're the nation of Israel. They're descendants of Israel. But the city is the same. That's pretty easy to tell. If you read your Old Testament, you'll find that there was a time when King Hezekiah was uh, in charge of the nation, and he ordered in the city of Jerusalem that there be a water channel dug. There was a spring that came out, the Gihon Spring, and when people would come attack Jerusalem, enemy soldiers would drink from the water that flowed down into the valley below the Kidron Valley, and so uh, the king, Hezekiah, said, no, we're not going to do that. He ordered his engineers to dig a tunnel through the rock down the center of Jerusalem to come out at a place uh, called the Pool of Siloam, which you can read about in John's Gospel. I've been there and helped do some excavations myself. But when this was um, completed, now the water is not flowing out to the outside where invaders could attack it. Well, the people carving the tunnel... They carved in it, this is the tunnel that was ordered by King Hezekiah, and it's still there. So it's the same city of Jerusalem. It's the same place, the same Gihon Spring. Okay. All right. And there was yet one more time. In 2019, only four years ago, 
The U.S. offered a proposal with Israeli agreement. They said, okay, look, we will do a two-state solution. Palestinians, you can have your own independent nation. We won't mess with you. Just don't shoot at us. And uh, the Palestinians rejected it because they said, no, we want all of Jerusalem. You can't have any of it. In fact, what the Palestinians have said over and over and over again is no Israel. We just want to push Israel out of existence, push them back into sea. Well, you know, as a Christian, I say no. So I mentioned this already, maybe off air, but prior to Israel becoming a state and the United Nations helping them, which we all know how uh, the United Nations has been exposed through COVID and and their plans uh, to mm-hmm. do what they're doing, and they're a part of the New World Order and depopulating the earth, and anything they have their hands on, to me, is not is not good. So it's alarming to me that they were a part of making Israel a state. That's just my opinion, okay? It doesn't well, mean anything, but God uses, the United Nations is bad. God uses imperfect humans to accomplish his perfect purpose. He's got a plan that's outlined in the Bible, and you see the thread running all the way down there from Genesis to Revelation, and you can see what's going to happen. This doesn't mean that everything along the way is good. The Bible doesn't say all things are good. It says God works all things together for good to them that love him who are the called according to his purpose. God's used a lot of really rotten people down through the years to accomplish his purposes. And I would say, yeah, the United Nations is not very um, trustworthy. Okay, real quick. So who are Goyim? Goyim is Gentiles. So and anyone who's not a Jew right, is a, is a Goyim. Yeah, so when I was in Israel, um, our tour group leader, he was an Israeli military guy, a, a retired colonel or general or something like that. And he took us on a shopping trip. Uh, to buy leather craft goods. And I asked him, Moshe, what, where are you taking us, Goys or us? Okay, another question. <laughs> I don't know if you have the answer. If you don't, it's okay, because this question is for anyone, all right? These are just questions. Who are the Talmuds? And who are the Talmuds, the Talmudic Jews versus the uh, Torah Jewish people versus the Messianic Jewish people? Well, there are several Jewish Talmuds. The Talmud is a commentary. First, you got the Torah. That's the first five, first five books of the Bible, the Law of Moses. And uh, all Jews, I would think, pretty much accept that. In fact, Jesus even said, heaven and earth might pass away, but one jot or tittle of the law, that is the Torah, is not going to pass away. That's the first five books. Okay, then you also have the whole Jewish Bible, which is our Old Testament. It's called the Tanakh. And in addition to that, which is the scripture itself, there are a bunch of commentaries. Uh, There's the Jerusalem Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud. It's Jewish literature. It'd be great if sometime we could get somebody with some um, actual experience. Uh, I only have secondhand experience on this, but it's based on, yes, we believe the Tanakh, the Old Testament, Mm -hmm. our Old Testament. I believe the Tanakh, and I also believe the New Testament. Well, there's a lot of controversy on both Gab and a lot of these social medias that aren't censoring people talking about uh, the Talmudic Jews and a lot of their principles and how they um, are connected to the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and uh, their world leaders, and there's a lot of wealthy money flowing out of the Talmudic Jew, Jew, well, Judea. I don't know. I Tal- mean, forgive Talmud- me because I don't know. I'm asking questions. I really don't know what's going on here. But there's a lot to be asked and a lot of questions that are yeah. unanswered. The Talmud is commentary, okay? So this is going to lead to various traditions. Um, like you have Catholics and Baptists and Methodists and But it's different than the Torah. Right. The Torah is just the first five books. I think pretty much all Jews accept the Torah. Mm-hmm. But then the Talmud is the commentary on what we consider the whole Old Testament, the Tanakh. It seems to me, just from what I'm seeing coming through a lot of the social media platforms, is that there's a darkness to the Talmudic portion. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just sharing with you what 
you know, people are saying, I don't, I don't know enough, you know, to say either or. Um, but it is something that's drawing attention. We're gonna, we have a caller on the line. When we come back, we'll uh, answer that call. The Lord okay. bless you. Hello Patriots, my name is Connie and I am a fellow Louisianian. I started an online store in 2019 exclusively selling products which are made in the USA. My site is AmericanCentralStore.com. That's AmericanCentralStore.com. The reason for this ad is that I need products. I am trying to find drop shipping merchants with Louisiana-made products that can ship directly to the customer. If you are a Louisiana merchant who makes quality products, and if you can drop ship your products directly to the customer, I would love to hear from you. The only products I cannot carry right now are clothing items, but will carry those in the future. Please visit my site at AmericanCentralStore.com. Click the Contact Us link for the phone number and email address. Thank you, Patriots. Be American. Buy American. This is Kate Delaney from America Tonight. The show kicks on at midnight, and I'm loving the overwhelming support in New Orleans. What a group of fantastic listeners here on WGSO 990 AM. Join me every morning to catch up on what I call the buzz in your backyard and mine. You'll hear some of the most interesting people on the planet from the world of business, politics, sports, and, well, just intriguing people with a story to tell. If you're around, give us a call. Don't worry, I'll spit out the number plenty of times on the air. Let's agree to meet at midnight right here on WGSO 990 AM in New Orleans. Donate your vehicle and make a difference. WGSO 990 AM has partnered with Charitable Adult Rides and Services, also known as CARS, to allow you the opportunity to donate your car, truck, motorcycle, RV, or boat to our nonprofit organization. You may qualify for a tax deduction while supporting a cause that is near and dear to your heart. Simply go to WGSO.com and follow the link on our homepage. Vehicle donation pickup is always free to you, and most vehicles can be picked up within 24 to 72 hours. You'll receive an initial car donation receipt upon pickup, and then the CARS team will work to turn your car into cash to support our cause. Once your vehicle is sold, the CARS team will provide you proper tax forms in time to file. Their friendly donor support representatives are available seven days a week to assist throughout the process. Again, for more information, go to WGSO.com. You can check out He Said, She Said on a new day. Hump day. A new day, but we'll still be discussing and debating the hot topics. Wednesdays at 5. Here on WGSO. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform. Noon to 2, weekdays, right here on 990 AM WGSO. Join me, BJ Rust, every Saturday night for the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and streaming live on WGSO.com. And let me begin by saying I don't know what it feels like to have my family exterminated or taken from me from the Holocaust. And and I, um, you know, uh, respect uh, the Jewish community and the Jewish people. Jesus was a Jew. I love the Jewish uh, entire, anything to do with the Jewish history is fascinating to me. I don't know enough about it, but I do have questions. And a lot of people have questions. And uh, we're going to try at some point in time, even bring in a college student that's out there protesting, you know, maybe at Loyola University. of Tulane. Tulane for <laughs> Palestine. And get, and ask these protesters what they're thinking what's in their mind yeah and uh not get angry with them because we need to understand where they're coming from yeah and have an open conversation so we're going to go with that caller uh, rusty are you there yes can you hear me yes clearly okay i miss dave's uh lecture or whatever on the history i missed most of it but i want to say two things i support 
Israel's right to survive. Anybody who tries to kill people in cold blood don't have my support. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think, two thoughts here, real quick. Mm-hmm. The, two, the two thoughts are, I think many evangelicals, particularly evangelicals, think that because God said something to Israel so many thousands of years ago, that still applies today. They were dispersed many, many, many times. And you have to consider that because people, as far as I'm concerned, can fall from grace. And, and the last part is, uh, this is the part I wish I would have heard if Dave talked about it, is that the British had a mandate. After World War I, they had a mandate over uh, Israel, or uh, Palestine, that's what it was called. And at that time, they were trying to keep too many Jews from coming in into what we know now as Israel. And while they were trying to keep them out of Israel, the Jews were killing the British. And so that's my point here. I mean, isn't there some legitimacy for the Palestinians? Even though I do support Israel right now, I do believe in the two, as far as what I understand, the two state answer. But don't they, the Palestinians have some legitimacy because when the British had the mandate, they were trying to keep too many of the Jews coming in there because the the Arabs or the Palestinians were really frustrated. So that's the end. So that's my question. Well, you know, that's kind of along the lines of what I've asked Dave is, is wasn't that region, Palestinian region, before yes. it became, uh, you know, Jerusalem and Israel? And weren't the Jewish people, the Muslims and the Christians all living together in that region peacefully before yes. they are now at each other? So right. and and, th- and and this was before the United Nations got involved and drove this um you know to where we are today. And I yeah. hear Dave saying, well, you know, God uses wickedness for his plan. Absolutely. And so I hear that loud and clear and I hear you too loud and clear because I'm, you know, hear these pastil- uh, uh, Palestinian people being blown to smithereens by the Israelis, but they were first blown, you know, they're retaliating for what Hamas did to them. And then we're yeah. going to quickly pray a video. I have, you can stay on the line and talk with us because we don't have much time. So let me play this quick video. This is a, a okay. woman from Israel. Uh, I think she's a leader. Um, some people are saying it's Barbara Spectra and some people are saying it isn't. So I don't know, but here, here she is. We're going to okay. quickly play it. The only innocent people that are in Gaza now are the 229 hostages that were taken. Once they will go back to Israel, we will bomb Shifa Hospital, all the hospitals, all the tunnels, and kill them all. It's about time. The world knows that. There's no argue about that. We are the center of the world now. What do you have to say about that? Wow. She ought to tell us how she really feels, huh? <laughs> it's unbelievable. So as soon as they pull up now, I watched a video and I, 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 of a young girl that Hamas, you know, kidnapped from Israel. And she, you know, it looks like she may have already been raped and she yep. looks about 16. And I mean, it's clearly they dragged her out of the back of a car and put her in the front. And she looked, you know, just very in distress. Yeah. And there, she's, this lady now is talking about, well, we're going to go in and get those people and bring them back home, and then we're going to blow them to smithereens. And what about the innocent lives there? Right. I agree. Uh, I, I think the best thing is let us agree to have some sort of a peaceful solution and quit blowing each other up and also quit yeah. cutting heads off babies and quit raping yeah. women as an instrument of war, things like that. So how do we go back to where we were before the United Nations involved themselves, separated all these people, and can we ever go back to that place of peace? Because look what the United Nations did with us and is doing with us today. They're wicked. They're evil. Mm-hmm. And we don't we don't want the United Nations in uh, involved in the United States affairs. When, when I was in Israel, my tour guide Moshe Bronstein, uh, he at one point had been assigned to escort the United Nations delegation around to keep them from seeing things, and he called them the United Nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't do anything. Well, they're doing something. They're causing a lot of war and disruption. And they look what happened with Ukraine. They, you know, their reason why, you know, that's going on between Ukraine and Russia. And um, 
it's unbelievable where we're at today. And so then we're finding a lot of our the, the, the missiles and the weaponry that Biden sent money over to Ukraine is now in Hamas's hands. Yeah. The exact weapons that were in Ukraine were shipped to Iran. How is that possible? I think there's a little bit of nefarious stuff going on. Called the United Nations. Something's going on here. So I just think that, you know, we have to be um, slow to anger and look at all sides and pray for both of them. Pray for the Palestinians and pray for the Israeli people. And, you know, we see our government here in the United States of America. They're not operating on the, the behalf of we the people. They are actually uh, working against us. Look what they did with COVID. Yeah. I'm not saying we should pray for the Hamas terror. No, 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 no. I'm no. saying we should pray for the innocent Palestinians yes. that are stuck. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the innocent mm-hmm. Israelis that yeah, are and stuck. The Israelis do. Because there's yeah. corruption in the Israeli government just as much as there's corruption in our government. And anytime Hillary Clinton agrees with anything, <laughs> you know that there's something that we need to look into a little deeper here. <laughs> I'm serious. Did you hear her agree? No, I recently, didn't hear. like I didn't this hear. week, she was agreeing, agreeing on everything about Israel. That yeah. made me dig my heels in. Yeah, I instantly hair started standing up. And you know, the body of Christ, the Christians are like, "Oh, this is the first time Hillary Clinton's ever agreed to anything that I agree with." And I'm like, really? "Well, yes, yes." There's commentators, Christian commentators, saying Hillary Clinton's agreeing with you know this whole you know Israel war, and they they need to defend themselves. And well, I'm now digging my heels in because I don't agree with anything that Hillary Clinton has to say. Well, I think ultimately it's going to escalate, and I'm looking at the Bible and the book of Revelation. Israel is going to be pretty much standing alone eventually. The minute Hillary Clinton entered the room on this conversation, I was like, wait a minute. What's going on here? So anyway, thanks, Russ. It's uh, good to hear from you. Always welcome to call into Liberty or Lockdown. Can I, can I throw in one yes. more yeah. real quick. Uh, what- you know, uh, real quick, 10 seconds. Yes. What, what Dave just said is it about the Bible, the prophetic stuff. I think we have to be very careful quick, before quick. we try to make prophecy happen about who we support, who we don't support. I support the, the, the Jewish right of Israel to survive. But if we get involved in there and we try to get involved too much, too quickly, and in the wrong way, we could be perpetuating something that's much more worse than anything we're talking about now. And that's really nuclear war. Smartest comment I've heard all day, all week, all month. Thank you. I agree with you. This is Liberty or Lockdown. Join us next week. We're going to continue this conversation. The Lord bless you. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee, across the plains of Texas, From sea to shining sea